2: Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh
1: yeah. Well, hello everybody, welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. We are now 12 days until the midterm elections, Decision Day for America. And we are so honored that you have chosen to hang out with us. You have made us your 2022 midterm election headquarters, and we have some great guests coming up. Senator Marsha Blackburn uh, is on the road in Iowa, and you can read into that whatever you want to, but I was speaking to some folks close to uh, the senator just yesterday, and uh, they're could be a reason, another reason why she is in Iowa, just not just to campaign for Governor Kim Reynolds and a lot of the other folks running. I believe Chuck Grassley is running. Uh, there could be another reason for the senator to be in Iowa. We'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, could it be that Marsha Blackburn is going to be a presidential contender or perhaps a vice presidential contender? Um, lots of folks are starting to um, uh, to talk about that. So anyway, we'll uh, chat with her in just a little while. Chad Conley is here from Faith Wins. Uh, they are mobilizing uh, conservatives and evangelicals around America to vote. Also, Congressman Andy Biggs is going to drop by as well, well as Harry Hurley up at WPG in Atlantic City. Uh, Harry's got some intel on this big Senate race, gubernatorial race uh, there in Pennsylvania. And we'll also check in on the New Jersey races, where across the board, ladies and gentlemen, across the board, and we heard this from Matt Towery yesterday, Republicans are actually gaining ground in areas that are predominantly blue. So we are anticipating a massive red tsunami on Election Day. And what is it that the, the Biden administration is focused on in the lead up to the midterm elections? You've got Kamala Harris out there talking about yellow school buses and you have Joe Biden complaining about minorities not having enough legroom on airplanes. So it's looking pretty darn good for the Republicans out there. But I want to start with a fascinating story and this is there there's a little bit of political intrigue going on right now moving ahead to 2024. And all indications are that Donald Trump is going to run for the presidency again. That's the general thought. There's also some scuttlebutt that Governor Rod DeSantis is, is planning a, a race as well. And both sides are now starting to throw jams at each other. And it's really fascinating. And I want to share with you a Politico story, and then I'll share with you something President Trump just shared this morning on his Truth Social platform. But Politico is reporting there is some bad blood brewing between DeSantis and Trump, and it's over a rally that President Trump is holding for Senator Marco Rubio. Uh, This is going to be held in Florida, and apparently no one in the DeSantis team was told about this. Nobody said that. Nobody told the governor, gave the governor's team a heads-up, that uh, Trump is going to be going to Miami just two days before the midterms. And keep in mind, DeSantis is is in, a, is in a pretty significant battle for his job as governor going up against Charlie Crist. Now, I think the governor is going to be able to pull out a big win here, but you, you just don't know. And so you would think that the Trump team would have invited Governor DeSantis to come and be a part of the rally. Uh, the governor's name was not on any of the announcements. And Apparently, the governor is not going to be attending the rally with President Trump and Senator Marco Rubio. i um, reading from the Politico article here. The apparent snub angered some within DeSantis's orbit who complained that Florida governor's team was not informed of the rally prior to Trump announcing it. The timing of the Trump and Rubio event means any campaign event DeSantis holds that day will not get as much attention during the final stretch of the 2022 midterms. Quote, you've got the Sunday before Election Day totally hijacked by Trump parachuting in on Trump Force One, taking up the whole day, a longtime Republican consultant who is close to the governor said. No Republican could go to a DeSantis event that day. None. And DeSantis won't be here. This is big. Another person who is influential in DeSantis' world said it was, quote, an elbow to Ron's throat and blamed Trump advisers. Now, an advisor for Trump disputed any conflict between the former president and the governor, who could be Trump's potential rival for the presidential nomination if both men run for the White House. Trump's rally is part of a four-city tour that the former president is making ahead of the November 8th election. Well, it seems to me this is all very simple. Just invite DeSantis to be a part of the rally. I don't understand why this is such a major deal. So that came out earlier today. Then, after this story came out, President Trump shared a video of Megyn Kelly on a podcast talking about whether or not DeSantis actually had a shot – at uh, becoming the nominee in 2024. Trump shared this with a two word uh, statement, a two word response. I agree. Let's listen to what Megyn Kelly said.
3: Well, I just don't think anybody else could win if Trump runs. So, and I don't, I just. Really? I don't so you, know. you
4: think if they got on a stage, you you don't think that DeSantis is, is crafty enough or no. stands
3: enough to. Really? No. Nope. I don't even think that a little. Um, I think Trump sucks up all the energy in every room. No matter what, and even someone as skilled as a politician and smart policy-wise, as DeSantis, can't overcome that. He can't. You really think the hardcore MAGA is going to abandon Trump for DeSantis? They're not. They they like DeSantis, but they don't think it's his turn. They think Trump was screwed out of his last election, that he was screwed out of his first term by all the craziness and the Russia gate and so on. And they think he's he is entitled. He deserves another shot at it. Like the hardcore Trump faithful is unshakable. They like DeSantis, but they would never cross Trump for him. And they think that DeSantis owes his political career to Trump. Like, If forced to choose, they will choose Trump. So DeSantis can't take him down. It's like the line in war games, the only winning move is not to play. DeSantis has got to either be crowned by Trump um, or he shouldn't run. He won't win over Trump. I, I'll stand by that. You can play it against me if I'm wrong, but I won't be. All right. So
1: Megyn Kelly says that if, if DeSantis decides to go up against Trump, DeSantis loses. And Trump sent out a two-word <laughs> statement saying, I agree, which is pretty fascinating because, again, we're talking about Megyn Kelly here. And there's a lot of, well, I don't mean to use this phrase, but there is a lot of bad blood between those two, going back to that infamous Fox News debate. So anyway, um, look, all I can say is knock it off, people. You know, th- seriously, we've got to play smart here and and i think there's a lot to this that some of trump's advisors do not have the president's best interest at heart and because i know that president trump is a is a smart he's a shrewd businessman and politician now and he knows about optics and i just i just have a big problem with, the, with these advisors going at it and taking this fight public. And that's exactly what's happening here. So I don't know if Trump's trying to send DeSantis a message, but it's not good right now. Right now, we need a unified party going into the midterm elections. We cannot be dividing ourselves ourselves. We are going to have plenty of time to hash out the 2024 presidential election. We've got plenty of time to do that. As a matter of fact, I suspect the first ads will be running on November the 9th, as soon as the as soon as the last ballots are counted. Well, it may not be November 9th because uh, Pennsylvania, the secretary of state, coming out late yesterday and announcing it could be days, yes, days until all the votes are counted in Pennsylvania. You say, Todd, wait, what? Yeah, no, seriously. The Secretary of State in Pennsylvania came out yesterday and said it may very well be days until they're able to count all of the votes. And you need to be very alarmed about that, people of Pennsylvania, because that tells me that there is a plot afoot to to cause hijinks, shenanigans with the counting of the ballots. There's no reason it will take days to count ballots. No reason whatsoever. You have third world countries that can count ballots in a single day. There's no reason why the greatest nation, most exceptional nation on the planet, cannot count ballots in one day. None whatsoever. So you better be paying very close attention. They're giving you clues that they're going to be up to something. Mark my words on this. So anyway, uh, there you have it, folks. I suspect there's going to be there's going to be more scuttlebutt. Clearly, though, there's something to this. Otherwise, Trump would not have put out that message from Megyn Kelly. So both sides now starting to throw jabs. Let's just hope the shooting doesn't start right now. We need that. We need them to wait until after the midterm elections for that to happen. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Are you on Team Trump or Team DeSantis? Either one would make a great president, but personally, I think if this, if Trump, if because Trump's been working his butt off, he's been out there doing the rallies, he's been out there getting the people out, filling up the stadiums, he's been out there doing a lot of hard work. Seems to me if this is the if if Trump feels like he's ready to do it again, let's give the guy a shot. Like Megyn Kelly said. In some ways, this is really this would be his first term in office. I mean, the level of hate and vitriol, jeezaloo. Anyway, we'll get to that story a little bit later on. Also, Lindsey Graham says this is a this is great. Lindsey Graham says people are going to be jumping off bridges in San Francisco by the thousands if Jim Jordan becomes chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. You know, every now and again, old Senator Graham comes up with a zinger, and that's one of them. And he's right. And it's not just in San Francisco they're going to be jumping off bridges. They're going to be jumping off bridges across America. That's what's going to happen. All right, we got to take a break here, pay some bills also. I want to remind you, this is the final stretch. Two more days. Two more days, ladies and gentlemen, we are raising money for Alliance Defending Freedom. Some of you have been waiting till the final moments. You want to help us get that big push to reach our $20,000 level, and we need your help to do that. We're not there yet, and we need your help. Every single penny you are giving will go to help support these lawsuits defending our fellow citizens, our fellow countrymen. Everything is 100% tax deductible, and get this, every single thing you give is going to be doubled thanks to a generous Alliance Defending Freedom donor. So if you want to help, and especially in the fight to protect biological female athletes, and that's a big part of the fight that they're involved in right now, go to ToddStearns.com and you click on that Alliance Defending Freedom banner. It's at the very top of the page, ToddStearns.com, Alliance Defending Freedom, and help us reach our goal two more days we'll be right back America thanks to you great Americans my pillow is an amazing company And Mike Lindell has an amazing offer for my listeners on his standard MyPillows. You get a standard MyPillow, normally $69.98, only $19.98. You're also going to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products like MyPillow towels, mattress toppers, my slippers, so much more. All you have to do is go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to get Mike's standard MyPillow for just $19.98. Or you can call 800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS. MyPillow is made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want but need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code STARNS, or call 1-800-839-8506.
2: Mr. Fetterman, I felt bad for you, that performance last night was really scary, hey Mr. Fetterman, this could seal your fate, even your own people are now wary, hi, good night everybody, Worked a single day, he must think that it's okay to lounge around and play on daddy's money. He only paid a dollar for the condo where he stays, his own bills he never pays. And I'm amazed that people do not find this funny. Hey, Mr. Fennerman, soon you'll be. You're afraid of Dr. Oz, we know that much is true. Hey, Mr. Federman, you're protected, there's no doubt, by the liberal media enabling you.
1: And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Jim Gossett on the Lido deck of the Todd Starnes Radio Show cruise ship. Hey, Mr. Feniman I love it. Uh, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Good to have you with us today. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. Let's go to the phones here. Robin in Indiana listening to us today. Robin, what's on your mind?
5: Hi, Todd. I just wanted to say that your question, are you uh Trump or DeSantis fan? I'm going to answer both with the caveat that I'm not a DeSantis fan that he runs for president in 2024. And one of the reasons is Trump's going to take him out like he took out all those other Republicans when it comes to any kind of debates and bringing up points. Trump's base and DeSantis base is basically based on Trump people. And if DeSantis puts himself in a position against Trump, he may very well ruin his chances for a 2028 run by things he may or may. May say or accuse the president of.
1: This is my concern here, Robin. Uh, is that that those two would be slugging it out, slugging it out, and throwing mud. And at that point, it could damage one or both of them. So I look, uh, unless DeSantis wants to be the VP. and I don't think even that's a good move. I, th- I think let DeSantis be DeSantis when he wins re-election, let him serve out his four years, and then that sets him up for a 2028 20, run. Uh, but but I just um, again, if that if that's how it plays out. But I think by and large, and and i'm curious to hear from a lot of our other listeners robin um it seems to me that trump is is due this i think he's owed this after what he went through in the last presidential election and then how he was treated during during his first term in office
5: oh no i don't disagree at all that's why i'm now a, a poll inspector in my precinct i started in the midterms and um Tonight's our final training where, um, we bring the clerks, the judges and the, um, poll workers in. But President Trump and what happened with the last election made me go and start working my precinct and getting to know what's going on in it. And I encourage everybody to do it. It's, it's not interference. Everybody has a right. You need to do it to see how the process works and you get to get, in, you get to have input in it after the training's over of how you think the training goes. And then they improve on that the next time.
1: Good for you, Robin. Uh, I, I am I am so proud of you for getting involved in the political process. And you're out there volunteering, and it takes time. But I would call on every every person who has who has the ability to get out there and volunteer, uh, be a poll watcher, keep your eyes and ears open. We've got to do what the left has been doing for generations now, and we we cannot just sit on our laurels and just go and vote or then stay home. I know in Memphis, Tennessee, in the August elections, only 20% of registered voters went out to vote. So we've got a lot of work to do uh, on our side of the table as well. And Robin, I'm so happy that you're out there doing uh, doing the, the, the right thing.
5: Thank you, Todd. And I encourage you, every year, one of your listeners, it's not hard. It was intimidating. My very first time going to a meeting not knowing what to expect. But it's, it's, it's a bunch of people democrats and republicans working together on making a safe election period that's all it is no political talk no arguments
1: i love it robin good good for you uh, folks robin is setting a great example for the rest of us we appreciate you calling in hang tight we've got Marsha blackburn coming up then rick uh, listening to us from alaska wants to weigh in we're going to be taking your calls as well 844-747-8868 that's 844-747-8868 and hey don't forget head over to the website donate some money to alliance defending freedom please help us reach our goal every single dollar is going to be going to fight for our freedom in america this is the todd stern show there's no doubt the nation is facing a financial crisis because of the biden administration's economic policies Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and no doubt our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you are vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, physical. It's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold, and they can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship the gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can actually fit inside a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. So happy to have you with us today. I want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, good friend of this program. She also happens to be my senator in the United States Senate, Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee. Marsha, hope you're doing good.
6: I am doing well. I am out in Iowa today. It is a gorgeous day out here, and we've been doing events for Chuck Grassley, who is running for re-election for the Senate, we've got their great governor that is up for re-election, Governor Kim Reynolds. We've got Ashley Henson, who is up at a for a U.S. House seat, want to send her back to Congress, and Zach Nunn, who is also running uh, to pick up a seat. For the Republican majority. So we're having a good, busy day.
1: You know, Senator, uh, years ago, I had a chance to meet the governor of Iowa. We were doing an event together out in Des Moines uh, after she had just assumed office. Really impressed uh, with with her hard work, her commitment to the pro-life issues. Uh, she is just like yourself, one of those rock-solid conservative leaders out there.
6: She is indeed. And we've talked a lot today about how she led Iowa through covid how she choose, chose to govern, how she trusted the people of Iowa to make decisions for themselves and not depend on the government for those decisions. Kept kids in school, kept businesses open, and Iowa has done well because of it.
1: You know, I, I know you've been putting on the uh, the frequent flyer, Miles. Uh, you've been in Georgia and Arizona. Uh, let's talk first about Arizona. What's your impression of, of Carrie Lake and Blake Masters? How are the Republican efforts? going there
6: the efforts are going really well there the environment is right for us to win people are really concerned about inflation they're concerned about that open border and more than one person said we've got to close it because all those drugs are coming up through our communities and then going across the country the cartels are very active with how they're trying to push people through the country. So it's going to be very important that we uh, win that governorship, and also that we win that U.S. Senate
1: seat. And and Georgia, it's fascinating. I know Governor Brian Kemp is doing incredibly well against Stacey Abrams, and Herschel Walker is really gaining ground in spite of all the attacks people have seen through that. They say that he's a guy they can trust, and it's looking pretty good for the Republicans, uh, our neighbors over in Georgia.
6: Yes, it is. Everybody's going to have to get out and vote. But here's the thing Herschel Walker's life has been pretty much an open book. And people know who he is. They voted for him in the primary. They uh, are looking forward to having him there in the U.S. Senate. You know, a lot of people said, look, they are trying to accuse Herschel of things, and everybody is imperfect. Herschel has been very open about asking for forgiveness for anything that he may have done and continues to do so. That's what each and every one of us Should do. And he is very quick to point out look, Raphael Warnock has voted 96% of the time with Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer. He's going to continue to do that. And uh, Herschel Walker is going to vote to secure the border, to cut your taxes, to make the Trump tax cuts permanent and people know they can count on him to do that.
1: And here's how this is how amazing it is and the unifying message of the Republican Party, uh, Senator. I know that you and I are big Tennessee Volunteer fans, number three in the nation, and here you are in the state of Georgia campaigning for a Georgia Bulldog.
6: (laughs) (laughs) That is right. We want to make certain he gets across the finish
1: line. That's it. Uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Senator a couple of issues uh you've been still very busy doing the people's work as well as campaigning out on the road Uh, you were in nashville with our good friend matt walsh i was really surprised by the turnout uh at that rally as you're standing up and protesting these medical mutilation surgeries
6: Yes. and what we have to realize is that there are our puberty blockers there are other drugs there is hormone therapy that is being given to minor children these uh, surgeries are being provided per, being given to minor children and we have a A society has an understanding, Todd, that until a child is 16, they can't drive, they can't vote till they're 18, they can't buy alcohol and tobacco until they are 21, and we do that because you know that children's brains are developing, that they uh, cannot make those decisions, and should not be forced to make those decisions and yet here you have those that are big supporters of all of this gender therapy and transition therapy who think that children as young as 10 11 year old should be able to decide for themselves they want to have these surgeries
1: Senator Marsha Blackburn is on our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today. And, Senator, I'm very interested in some uh, legislation that you're advancing, a bipartisan bill. As a radio station owner, I'm very excited to hear about this. Uh, it is a bill that is exposing foreign government-funded propaganda um, within the broadcasting community. Tell us about this uh, piece of legislation.
6: Yes. What we would do is require disclosure and basically, auditing from radio stations about the content that is coming to them from foreign governments. Content that may be uh, paid uh, programming. And uh, this has come to our attention because of the propaganda. The Chinese Communist Party says they use soft propaganda. Going to our universities and doing Confucius Institutes, doing Confucius classrooms in K through twelve, working with cities on sister city programs—all of that is soft propaganda. As is pro-China programming, and making certain that there is an audit there's an accounting accounting there is a disclosure on this for radio stations to fulfill that is going to be an important
1: I think it's a, a very important step and this is brilliant legislation. And you use an example of there are two groups. One is called RM Broadcasting and the the other Potomac Radio Group. And they sound that sounds fairly innocuous, but as you guys point out, these were actually front groups for Russian and the Chinese government.
6: Right. That is correct. And when you know that they are doing this and they're trying to place programming that is positive to them on the airways, there needs to be this disclosure mechanism.
1: All right. Well, Senator, we know you're incredibly busy out there. Where are you heading to next?
6: We're going into Des Moines and doing another event for Senator Grassley, and then I'm going to speak to the Iowa Young Republicans annual dinner, which will be this evening in Des Moines.
1: Well, there are good people there, but i got to tell you, it gets freaking cold out there during the wintertime <laughs> on the campaign trail, but good people. Yes, <laughs> All right.
5: yes
6: indeed.
1: Senator, uh, Godspeed out there, safe travels, and uh, we appreciate you coming on the show. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Honored to have you with us today. By the way, Congressman Andy Biggs coming up in the next hour. Chad Conley's going to be here. But right now, I want to go to the phones, 844-747-8868. Rick is listening to us in the great state of Alaska. Rick, thanks for holding on. Uh, what's on your mind today?
8: <laughs> hey, thanks, Todd. Marsha Blackburn, she's a rock star. Well, wish we had a whole bunch more of her, right?
1: Um, she is great, Rick, and uh, again she 's just a rock solid conservative fighting for freedom every day.
8: yeah, I wish Lisa Murkowski was that way, but uh, well.
1: yeah it is yeah. you know that's and and I'm curious how the race is going up there uh, it's you know this um, this election cycle is crazy
8: yeah uh, Lisa Murkowski's probably going to win the the way the ranked choice voting works. Is, uh, you have to get through the first round with 50% plus one of the vote. And, uh, Murkowski is literally just a moderate Democrat and she's going to get probably 40 to 50% of the Democrat vote. And then 20% of the Republicans will vote for her just because of name recognition. That's what's happened before. So we're going to make it to at least the second round. And then Les Guerra, who's, uh, running has told everybody to rank her second uh, rank him first I just yeah it's, the Democrats are telling everybody to rank Lisa Murkowski second so if it gets to the second round, yeah Lisa's going to be in and you've got the money
1: uh, into it. you've got the uh, the g o p there in Alaska they voted to censure Mitch McConnell uh for backing the wrong candidate there then you've got Murkowski uh endorsing the Democrat um instead of sarah palin i mean it's just crazy <laughs> some of the stuff that's happening up there
8: it is it is pretty wild the republican party here in alaska has finally found a backbone and uh, but it doesn't mean anything mitch mcconnell's going to do whatever he wants to do and of course he's supporting the big government uh you know democrat lisa marcoff oh i'm sorry i said democrats instead of republican didn't i
1: no i think you got uh, it right there uh rick
8: <laughs> So yeah, I and mean, it's every commercial is all about you know how horrible Kelly is, Kelly uh, Chewbacca. But um, yeah, if she can get fifty percent plus one, she wins. Otherwise, yeah, this is Lisa Murkowski's race. It's unfortunate, but
1: Rick, uh, I know you wanted to weigh in on the Trump DeSantis situation. Uh, what side of the the coin are you there?
8: Well, to be perfectly honest, there's only one person on the planet that can unite the dumpster fire of the Democrat Party, and that's Donald Trump. The um, I love the man. I've got a hat. I mean, I, re- I work in a teacher's union, so, you know, I'm the redheaded stepchild out here, and, you know, and I'm proud of it. I just, it's unfortunate that there are people that will sit out and voting because of what's going on in the Democrat Party, but they will vote if Donald Trump runs. DeSantis gives us all the upside, and plus he's younger, and uh, not as much as the the downside that Donald Trump will.
1: Rick, I, I look, I think there are a lot of folks trying to work their way through this, and you know the the fact that this is this this fight and it's sort of been percolating for a while now, but we we don't need for it to come to a head until after. The midterm elections, and I would, I would like to think that whoever is advising President Trump on this would do the right thing. Invite DeSantis to the rally. It's not like they have to endorse each other on that stage, but there, you know, Trump's not on the ballot. Ron DeSantis is, so is Marco Rubio, and we need a unified message in every single state in the country.
6: Well, I
8: agree with you on that. Uh, the problem is uh, uh, the president hasn't had the best advisors. I mean, from the very beginning, his advisors put all the wrong people a- around him in the white house. And it turns out they all stabbed him in the back. I mean, it just, and the only one who didn't ended up having to resign. I just, yeah, he's getting some of his endorsements have been kind of wacky. I just, I worry about who's advising him and who he's listening to. Um, I think that Santos is, just high speed and low drag. Watching him work, hit the, hit the job is just you know. If they didn't have, if they had mountains, I'd move to Florida.
1: Well, <laughs> well there you go. All right, Rick, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, good thoughts. Give us a call back one of these days, Rick. By the way, listening to us on our awesome app, you can download that app by going to toddsterns.com and click on the live show blog, and you'll see the link right there. Some some sad news. Uh, to share with you from the world of conservative journalism. Our good friend Michelle Malkin is retiring. Uh, Michelle Malkin has been a an incredible journalist. She has been a friend uh, for a number of years, going back, wow, 20 years now. We've known each other. And she was a regular on my program when I was back at Fox, and I'll explain what happened there in just a moment. But anyway, Michelle is, is throwing in the towel, and after – I have never seen someone that has been so viciously attacked day in and day out over the years than Michelle Malkin. And she is a brilliant journalist and has had a very decorated and award-winning career. And now she says, you know what, I'm I'm stepping back. And I, I want to read to you from the column, and she announced her retirement in a column. She says, now the liberal media is dominated by endless supplies of smug, usually very pale-faced millennial journalism school grads, spouting about diversity while parroting the same worn set of views on whites as evil, America as oppressor, nuclear families as abnormal, and liberal democracy as sacrosanct. Conservative media is not much better, and I want you to listen to what she has to say here, because every single thing she writes is true. Conservative media is dominated by snot-nosed D.C. libertarian elites from overpriced universities who slavishly promote free market capitalism and cast big government as our greatest enemy, while private Silicon Valley corporations and their nonprofit allies crush nationalist dissent, handcuff free speech, and deplatform free thinkers through censorship, hard and soft, and lawfare. The Systematic Abuse of the Courts to Harm Political Critics. She goes on to call out some of the conservative journalists that she's talking about. Because of my peacefully expressed reporting, opinions, and speeches, my family has been punished and stigmatized, my reputation tarnished, my voice squelched. It's not big government that waged this war on my career. It's a constellation of vindictive wrong-think police in the private sector, from the Southern Poverty Law Center and Anti-Defamation League to foreign newspapers. And then she names out the conservative swamp creatures and profiteers. Bill Kristol, Jonah Goldberg, Mona Charon. And Ben Shapiro. Now, that's a shock for a lot of people. But she's calling out Ben Shapiro here. And even to former colleagues at Fox News Channel, which blacklisted me several years ago and told a friend of mine who was a guest on Tucker's show not to say my name on air. You say, Todd, that can't be true. Oh, it is true. And I'll tell you why I know that. Because one day I I asked my producer at the time, I said, let's get Michelle Malkin on the show. And my producer came back about an hour later and said, Todd, we're not allowed to have Michelle on the show anymore. I said, what are you talking about? This is my show. I can have who I want. Todd, no, Fox News will not allow her to come on your program anymore. And you're not allowed to tell Michelle why. And I'm like, so, so wait, and now all of a sudden I become a bad guy? I'm not even allowed to tell my friend of 20 years that she can't come on my program because Fox News blacklisted her? And why is that? Because she is a woman who had a very strong opinion, and an opinion that I happen to agree with, by the way. And, you know, I hesitate to bash. I don't like going after fellow conservatives in the media. I will say this. Everything Michelle wrote in that column is, in fact, true. A lot of these people who claim to be conservatives are not conservatives. They're, in fact, libertarians they don't support and a lot of these people and their heart of hearts do not support the same issues and causes that you and I care about but again the celebrity of it all uh elevates them into these positions and young people especially are drawn to that they're drawn to the celebrity so anyway um Michelle's calling it a day she says enough is enough but you know what we're going to fight the good fight we still got a lot of fight in us I mean they've called us every name out of the books but you know what we're still here And we still have a great big smile on our face. We have resolve in our hearts, and we're ready to fight the good fight. Hey, Hour 2, coming up next, this is the Todd Stern Show.
7: What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists. The way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact.
2: Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American
1: ride. And hello Americans, welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. We are now 12 days until the midterm elections, decision day is looming And the nation is preparing for what could be a red tsunami, a welcome one and all. So glad you have decided to hang out with us today, noon to 3 Eastern. This headline from Politico, election anxiety, creeps inside the White House. Sources are now telling Politico that Democrats are freaking out. The general belief now is among Democrats Republicans will capture the House of Representatives and possibly even the US Senate. Even with those fears President Biden plans to remain largely on the sidelines during the race. Well of course what I mean he's been on the sidelines for his entire presidency. Politico goes on to report that Republican control of Congress would dramatically complicate Biden's next two years. You think so? You really think so, they're Politico reporters? No, the plan is to dramatically stop Biden's agenda dead in its tracks. And that's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen, if the Republicans win and they win big on Election Day. Well, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. Our next guest has been literally traveling all over America. Uh, He served as chairman of the South Carolina Republican Party for quite a while, a number of years. He was also the RNC's first-ever National Director of Faith Engagement. Our good friend, he is the founder of Faith Wins. Chad Conley is on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. And, Chad, I understand you last night you were in Nevada. Welcome, Welcome to the show. Hey, my brother,
9: man, you are so right. There's a tsunami coming. We were in Nevada last night. I just stepped off the red eye not long ago. And uh, i tell you, Todd, as a uh, zombie as you feel after a red eye, I am fired up for the nation. We were actually in Southern California uh, over the weekend, then went to Nevada. I'll be in Arizona tomorrow. I'll get back on a flight uh, tomorrow to go to Arizona for three days. And we'll wrap up in Texas. We're trying to hit everywhere we can just to maximize the Christian vote in every election, brother. That's,
1: and that's been a big challenge for, for years. Um, and I don't think anyone has been as effective, you know, going back to Jerry Falwell Sr., and of course, the great work Ralph Reed did back during the, uh, the, the Christian coalition days. Now the faith and freedom, uh, folks. Uh, but you're out there, boots on the ground, Chad, and I'm wondering what you are seeing among Christian voters. Are we getting? Are we going to get them out to vote on election day?
9: Man, Todd, I, I, like you said, we, we get to stand on the shoulders of giants who set a pattern for us, and I'm just trying to to duplicate and maybe enhance that. And y- yes, yes, and yes, I've done this an awful long time, and I have never seen people coming out of the woodwork to say what can i do on a bunch of levels and i can tell you stories uh, all day long about this we had 384 in a church last night in uh uh, northern las vegas we had a lunch yesterday with uh 60 something people over half were pastors that was lunch in uh another part of vegas we were in Perump, nevada the night before with 125 we were in san diego the night before with uh I don't know, 600, 650 people there. You know, I've spent my, my whole adult career in politics trying to get people to be motivated. Just like you said, it's a difficult task. People are coming to us and saying, what can I do? You probably know, I think I told the story last time I was on the show, we're recruiting Christian poll watchers from churches in eight states. I got news yesterday, Todd, that actually the state of Wisconsin and the state of Nevada— And to the point where nobody even knows this has ever happened, 100% of the poll watcher positions are filled. If that's not a testimony to how people are coming out, I don't know what is because we've begged people to do that for years. And uh, the folks in Wisconsin think that less than 10% of those spots were filled last time and certainly a very similar number for Nevada. And to think that 100% of them are filled now is astounding to me.
1: What I find uh, astounding is that you are in places like California and Arizona and Nevada. Um, That tells us that those typically Democrat-controlled states are up for grabs and that there's a very good chance that the Republicans will be able to to, to win. I'm looking at the latest polling data coming out of Nevada, for example, uh, at the uh, the Adam Laxalt race against Cortez Mastro. And uh, he is now leading, and that that was a that was not expected to happen. So that was that was a, a seat the Democrats were expecting to hold on to without much struggle, and it looks like that may not be the case after all.
9: Well, and I think it's really happening nationwide. Uh, David Barton and I are doing this barnstorming tour. We're actually going to get in 132 cities in 24 states between February and November 8. And I guess we're doing about we're gonna end up with about seventy five of those that happened between September first and the election. So we've had a really good view. I was in Wisconsin a couple weeks ago, Todd. We were in the inner city of Baltimore with African American pastors three weeks ago, the inner city of Philadelphia with a real mixed ethnicity group of pastors and leaders. They're just sick of the crime, they're sick of the lies, they're sick of the hypocrisy from the left they're sick of being told we're taking care of you. Uh, in Wisconsin, you'll love this story. A pastor comes up to me. He was saved late in life. Uh, he's probably mid-40s. He's had this church for, I think he told me, 12 or 14 years. About 1,200 people come to church, and what my pastor in the state had asked him to use his venue. We had 144 people in the room. 81 were pastors, from what my team told me. This pastor comes up and said, Chad, I'm letting you use the church because your buddy, your pastor here asked me. I love the guy, but I'm pretty skeptical about being involved. I said, Pastor, what do you mean? What are you skeptical about? He said, just the whole political thing. I said, do you think we as a C3 want you to be political? He said, I guess so. And I said, we just want you to be biblical, brother. He said, okay. And he said, uh, I said, I I hope you can stick around to hear my talk. And then David Barton's talk about American history and God's role. He said, I really can't. Well, Todd, I did my You know, I did my short video with Faith Wins, and here's what we're doing, and probably talked 12 or 15 minutes. David talked nearly an hour. The guy stood in there the whole time. He comes up to me afterwards, Todd, and I could tell the story from virtually every state, by the way. He grabs him by the arm and says, Chad, we want to be ground zero for everything you're doing in the state of Wisconsin. It's those kind of things that are happening to watch the light bulbs go off in people's heads. Yes, I need to be involved. Yes, it's an obligation. It's a stewardship responsibility on my part as a Christian. I cannot not vote and tell other people what a big deal it is.
1: Chan Conley from Faith Wins, the founder and CEO, is on our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, by the way, folks, uh, some new polling data coming in from Politico and Cook Political, both moving the Arizona Senate race uh, into the toss up category that had been leaning left for the Democrats. Mark Kelly, uh, running in that race. Blake Masters. Uh, the question now, of course, will be whether or not, uh, Mitch McConnell will move more money, uh, for advertising into, into Arizona. Uh, Chad, you mentioned some of the big issues that are on the minds of Christian voters. Um, I have to imagine religious liberty is, is a big issue.
9: It's a huge deal. Government overreach in regard to religious liberty. You know, all these blue states that shut down churches first and forbid us to sing Christian songs, and yet the marijuana dispensaries and the liquor stores and the big box stores were open. And, and, you know, we get unfairly categorized as only caring about life and, and marriage. You know, that's how the media frames us. I do interviews with, you know, the mainstream press just about everywhere we go, and I always try to correct them. Their premise is wrong. Christians are like everybody else. We care about these gas prices. You know, we're supposed to feel good because they're only twice as much as they were when Biden came in office, as opposed to three times as much as they were when he first fiddled with the, you know, stopping energy production. We're supposed to not care about things like crime and a poor southern border and drugs coming across and human trafficking, all the things we see. These people in churches are standing up saying, I'm sick of this, I gotta be involved. I think the early voting in a state like Georgia that you look at those counties that are turning out, those are strong conservative counties that are over, just blowing out of the water the projections of early vote. And, of course, that pretty much takes away Stacey Abrams whining about these new election integrity laws would suppress vote. Quite the contrary. People are coming out and saying, I care about my nation, I care about this kingdom of God's kingdom on earth, and I'm going to do my part.
1: All right, Chad, uh, great intel as always. Uh, safe travels out there. So where are you, where are you heading to, to later today? So
9: I'm home about uh, 20 hours, and then my wife and I are going to fly to Arizona. We speak in Arizona. I think we have five different meetings across the state of Arizona. We wanted to finish there and then we're going to end up in Texas. So we've got a couple, three more states left. We've been trying to be nimble and be in places. We have even added New Hampshire last week. So Arizona and Texas are next, brother. I appreciate what you're doing.
1: Well, we're having a good time here, and uh, if you get a layover in Memphis, let me know, and we'll uh, send some ribs over for you.
9: That sounds good, brother. Love you, man. I appreciate you, Todd. All right,
1: Chad Conley, good friend of ours and uh, a great American patriot out there on the campaign trail. And he's trying to, he's trying to light a fire under all of you evangelical voters. And it's interesting because if all the evangelicals just went out to vote, then by golly, you would, uh, have Republican landslide wins in every single race. But for whatever reason, it's just hard to get the, you know, it's hard to get the uh, the evangelicals, hard to get the Christians out to vote on election day. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. You know, early voting has been going on all over America now, and I'm curious if you folks are starting to see record turnout in your states. Not so much here in Tennessee. So Herschel Walker was uh, on Fox last night. And uh, Brett Baer asked him about this new allegation. A woman claims that she had an abortion and, um, and said that Herschel Walker uh, is the guy who, who paid for the abortion. Uh, he actually said this did not happen. Now, the allegation, the allegation goes back to 1993. So, you know what? This is a load of crap. That's what that is. That's just a load of crap. 1993. Walker told Brett Bayer, what I'm saying, this is a lie. There you go. You know what? I believe him. I take him at face value. 1993, and all of a sudden you're gonna raise you're gonna raise an issue. I don't believe it. What about you, Georgia voters? Are you buying what they're trying to sell, these allegations against Herschel Walker? 844 747 8868 Again, that is a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We are in the last two days of my campaign to help raise urgently needed financial support for Alliance Defending Freedom. Now, if you haven't donated yet, I hope you will go right now to toddsterns.com and click on that ADF banner. ADF receives over 500 requests every month for their free legal help to defend religious freedom and the First Amendment. Now, one of those requests came from Austin, Texas. The fire department chaplain, Dr. Andrew Fox, he's been a guest on our program. Now, he was fired for saying men should not compete against women in sports, and he said this on his personal blog. Now, ADF lawyer Ryan Bankert says that's why ADF has now filed legal action against the city of Austin. Now, we filed this lawsuit. We have alleged violations of Dr. Fox's First Amendment right to free speech, right to exercise
10: his religious freely, as well as rights under the Texas Constitution. And this is a situation where the city of Austin demanded that Dr. Fox recant his beliefs in order to keep his job. That is not the job of government institutions to tell Americans how to think, especially outside
7: of work.
1: Now, Alliance Defending Freedom never charges a dime to clients like Dr. Fox, and that's because their legal costs are defrayed by generous tax-deductible donations from listeners like you. And we've only got two days left for you to help my campaign. So two ways to do this. You can go to ToddStarns.com and give online online. Or you can call 855 417 6556. That's 855 417 6556. Or you can go to toddsterns.com and click on the Elias Defending Freedom banner. Every dollar you give is tax deductible. We'll be right back.
7: What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives.
1: Yeah, folks i'm telling you right now that uh, herschel walker this guy is he's getting hosed by the left and it's not right and it clearly looks like the good people of georgia are seeing right through these these fake attacks uh, there is a brand new poll out um and this is uh this is pretty impressive herschel walker now leading Raphael Warnock, uh, jumping out to his widest lead yet, that would be 47% to 44%. So again, again, a three-point lead. Walker had been trailing in the polls. So, uh, by the way, Rasmussen has a poll out today showing Herschel Walker up by five points. That's 48% to 43%. So the Democrats are freaking out. They've got so many dumpster fires burning in these races. They don't know where to put their money. They don't know what to do. And it's a brilliant thing. I love it. But what's very interesting, and Dick Morris wrote a column about this, and we touched on it briefly yesterday, Democrats are are laying the groundwork to lay all of the blame on Joe Biden, which they should, and it is his fault. But they're going to use this, as they're going to use this bloodbath of an election as the vehicle to remove Joe Biden from office and install Kamala Harris as president of the United States. You watch and see how this is going to play out, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's, going, to be, it's going to be so entertaining to watch the Democrats turn on each other. And they've already started. The whisper campaign is growing in Washington, D.C. that Biden's got to go. And they're blaming all of this on Joe Biden. So there you go. Good news for all of you uh, Georgia conservatives. Herschel Walker up in at least two polls. And I suspect we're going to see that uh, poll widen. Uh, Ron DeSantis, meanwhile, holds a 14-point lead over Charlie Crist. That's going to be brutal. Just a brutal. Ron DeSantis has governed so well in the state of Florida. And I think the voters are going to reward him. Got to play cut eight, Herschel Walker, out on the campaign trail.
9: Let's go to our military. You hear all these people stand in front of you and talk about their peace through strength. Yeah, you're right, their peace through strength. And our strength is our United States military. that is the most lethal fighting force ever assembled in the world today. But we have people in Washington like Senator Why and Joe Biden that want to bring pronouns. Pronoun pronouns in our military? Are you serious? What is a pronoun? I can tell you this, my pronoun is sick and tired of this.
1: Sick and tired of this. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, good for you, Herschel Walker. You you keep fighting. Oh, uh this is an interesting story. Now, uh, the, the the Democrats have these caucus or they we call them caucuses or cockeye. Caucus. We'll call them cockeye. So the Democrats have these caucuses, and uh, they've got the Congressional Black Caucus, and they've got the Congressional Hispanic Caucus, because what is it? It's all about skin color with the Democrats. I want you to just think about this for just a moment. So the Democrats are all about the party. uh, They say they're the party of racial unity. So why are they creating these little clubs based on skin color? Anybody ever thought about that? I mean, just think about that for a moment. And I know the Republicans like to dab their – they like to dabble about in this kind of stuff. They like to dip their big toe in the identity politics world, and it fails all the time because that's not what we're about. Well, anyway, uh, Congresswoman Flores, she was the first Republican elected from the Texas border in generations. Myra Flores – and what did she do? Well, she she's a Republican, but she tried to join the Congressional Hispanic Caucus, and she was turned away. She was turned away, and she's Hispanic. I'm telling you, these Democrats, they're a mess, folks. All right, uh, got to take a break. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hi, people. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Happy to have you with us today. Wow, uh, folks, we are, I mean, it's what, 80, 90 miles an hour in the Todd Stern Show Cadillac as we are racing towards the finish line of what is going to be a very, very, very good day for Republicans As a matter of fact, uh, our friends over at TheLibertyDaily.com have a huge headline up, including a photograph of Ron DeSantis. Democrats wave the white flag in Florida, going to be ugly. And I suspect that's going to be the headline all over America. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Our good friend from the 5th Congressional District in Arizona, Congressman Andy Biggs joins us. Congressman, good to have you with us.
10: Always great to be with
1: you, Todd. Thank you. And I'm curious to know how things are going out there on the campaign trail for you.
10: Oh, you know, we got to run through the tape. I think we're, we're doing okay, but you have to, you know how it is, you have to fight it out. I've got a couple of opponents, and it's amazing what they say about me, but... Uh, uh, I am I'm much more lovable than than negative
1: I can tell you that. <laughs> Love, you know that's that's a great you know billboard uh, campaign uh, Andy Biggs is lovable. So. <laughs> um you know it's fascinating to watch Arizona and uh, there have been a lot of a lot of speculation early on that the Democrats were going to have big wins in the governor's race as well as that Senate race, and it looks like with current polling data that uh, things could very well go the way of the Republicans.
10: Well, I think so. I think Carrie Lake, who's the gu- Republican gubernatorial candidate, she's opening uh, her lead on on the Democrats, who is probably a worse candidate than John Fetterman, quite frankly. So, so Katie Hobbs is doing great. And that's going to cast some long uh, tails. Yeah, so I think she's going to—Carrie Lake is doing great. Yeah, I just want to make sure. I, I didn't want to slip past that. Carrie Lake's doing great. And I think she's going to be a national star, and she's lifting all the other boats in the Republican uh, down ballot, which is good. And Blake Masters, who's running for the Senate from the Republican side, he's dead even with his Democrat opponent. And and I have to tell you, Todd, I think he's going to win that thing by two or three points.
1: I'm I'm with you, and that's it. Looks like all the polling seems to back up your your assertion there. Um, and again, all over America. Um, you know Republicans are doing incredibly well. Politico now saying that uh, Democrats are facing a bloodbath in Florida. Uh, you're looking at Lee Zeldin making gains against Kathy Hochul of Lee, your colleague in the in the Congress in the House. Yeah. Um, I guess the big question is what's going to be first on the agenda for Republicans when you guys take control of the House?
10: Well, we, we you know it was. It, the first thing is to start peeling back like those 87,000 IRS agents. I, I mean, I think we have to start clawing back money from the Inflation Acceleration Act that the Democrats recently passed uh, enforced some of the, the, uh, the trillion dollars, nearly trillion dollars worth of fraud that was uh, I- over the last uh, 20 months that's been put in the economy with COVID relief. You have to start dealing with that because that's the way – you hope to start slowing down this inflationary pressure, and then on the other side, you have to start holding people accountable. Um, I, I'm a big believer that Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, the architect of the of the border policy that's emasculating our country, he needs to be held accountable. So, yeah, I think you got both going. You're going to have some policy side there. And you're going to also have this uh, this uh, this accountability that has to be done too.
1: Congressman Andy Biggs on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, and Congressman, there there are a lot of a lot of dumpster fires that we've got to put out. Uh, one of the most concerning uh, involves these drag theater performances uh, that are being funded not just on American soil by our tax dollars, but also in Ecuador. The White House defending all of this, uh, but you've written a letter. Uh, demanding answers from the Secretary of State. What, what do you want to hear from the Secretary of State?
10: Well, I want what I really want to hear is I wanted to say, I had no idea this is stopped and we will never do something so abhorrent again. That's what I want to hear. But, but in the meantime, since we probably won't hear that, I want to hear the who made the decision, why they made the decision, how much money they spent, how many other places around the world is this, is this happening? And um, I wanted to get behind the whole woke ideology of the State Department and why they're focused on that instead of things like, I don't know, encouraging Ukraine and Russia to try to sit down at the table and start negotiating peace. Uh, how about that? Isn't that what the State Department would do? It's what they did always during the Middle East crises between in the Arab-Israeli wars. How about trying to do that?
1: I mean, we're spending so much money on overseas initiatives uh we're pretty much we have pretty much turned ukraine into the 51st state of of the union and at what point do you just say you know enough is enough you know wh- you know if we've got money if we've got money to fund these drag queen shows in ecuador then the government's got too much money on their hands
10: well amen i mean we that that's for sure we do and but at the same time why, why is it a, a, a priority to do drag queen shows in Ecuador, but not a priority to secure Arizona, uh, America's border, southern border? Why isn't it, is it a, a priority to stop the, the flow of fentanyl into our country? Or why isn't it a priority to open up the oil and gas uh, production, for Pete's sake's?
1: And you know, I want to go back to that, to, to the border crossings. The, the story that the media just refuses to cover, they've refused to make this connection. The number of fentanyl deaths in America and the numbers of fentanyl pills, the drugs that are literally pouring across our border. It's like we have a, you know, a, a drug keystone pipeline, uh, 577,000 fentanyl pills seized at the border just over the weekend.
10: Yeah, and that was just in Nogales, one port of entry, a, a, an Arizona port of entry. And what's what's not reported about that is that the week before, they found another, uh, um, I, I think it was uh, 400,000 fentanyl pills just the week before. And then uh, about a month and a half before that, in Phoenix, a million fentanyl pills. This, In other words, right in Arizona, In Nogales, through the Nogales port of entry all the way up to Phoenix, you've had enough fentanyl pills in the last six weeks to kill every man, woman, and child in the United States two times over.
1: It's a shocking statistic and we we have got to get this under control the border the border patrol officers need as much help as they can possibly get and then when you throw in the uh, late night document dump a couple of Fridays ago and the Biden administration yeah. said oh yeah we've had a couple of million people cross the border oops are bad i mean this is nuts
10: yeah it really is and and, and we have democrats who refuse even to acknowledge that there's an issue whatsoever on the border um, and yet the American people, it's, it's uh, behind the economy. It's the number two issue in the country, you know, security uh, on the border and security and uh, crime in their own neighborhoods. So this administration basically has caused these problems. And because there's going to be electoral outcomes that they're not happy with, they're trying to suppress or hide what is happening. And um, I, I just think American people are too, too smart to get caught up and be deceived by by what's going what's going on and, and the messaging for out of this uh, out of this White House.
1: All right, well, Congressman, we're going to leave it there, and we wish you the very best of luck out there on the campaign trail. It's going to be a great uh, day on Election Day, and uh, we're excited that the Republicans are on their way to victory.
10: Amen. Thanks, Todd. Good to be with
1: you. All right, Congressman Andy Biggs, everybody, member of the House Freedom Caucus and a good friend of this program. You heard him, by the way, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, and we are honored that Patriot Mobile is a supporter of this radio program. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. I made the switch, and you should too. And let me tell you why. Because they're supporting conservative candidates. They're supporting conservative causes, and Patriot Mobile has been very successful in those efforts. They also have a great product, and they have a plan to fit any budget. It doesn't matter how big, it doesn't matter how small. You're a business, a residence, it doesn't matter. they got a plan for everybody. And if you're a veteran or a first responder, well, guess what? They've got great discounts for you as well. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Todd, and you'll find all the information you need right there on the page. Also, use my promo code Todd, and they're going to give you some great discounts, free premier activation, and a free gift by using my promo code
7: Todd.
5: As Joy's embraced hers, yeah. intimately so. Yeah. Joy, you know that like when you were talking about your ghosts yeah. last week on the hill, yeah. telling me that everyone was so smart they didn't need disclaimers on yeah. shows. Yeah, everyone, everyone talked about your sex with ghosts. I know there were three um, it news blo- items. It broke the internet. People magazine. Right. Look at this, page yeah. They stay, 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 yeah. so and she doesn't even believe in ghosts. So let me just set the record straight, okay? It's all true. It's all true. I have had sex with ghosts. I just like Casper was not a generous lover. The menage a trois. It was almost like having sex with myself. It's so light. So yes, it's true, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, People Magazine, write another story.
1: Well, that was no holy ghost. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Joy Behar, one of the squawking magpies on the View. Alleging that she has had uh, relations with paranormal um, creatures, <laughs> may I just say, and I—I I don't mean to disparage Miss Behar um, by any stretch of the imagination, but the, you know the problem with that—if you're a ghost and you're having um, you're having a fling with Miss Behar, you really can't kill yourself afterwards because you're already dead. So what do you do? I mean, geez, loo Uh, There you go, Uh, the latest on The View. 45% of Americans believe the U.S. should be a Christian nation. That's according to a new Pew Research survey. They've been taking a look at Christian nationalism. By the way, have you noticed that even now a lot of these evangelical people think that, that going to church on Sunday and pledging allegiance to the flag on Monday is like an evil sin? Have you noticed that? Researchers say respondents differed greatly when it came to outlining what a Christian nation should look like. Forty-five percent say the United States should be a Christian nation. That's a lot of people, according to Greg Smith, one of the authors of the survey. But what people mean when they say they think the U.S. should be a Christian nation is really quite nuanced. And I'm curious to hear from our listeners on this. Do you think that the United States should be a Christian nation? And if so, what do you mean by that? What what does it mean to be a Christian nation? I have my own thoughts on this, and I'll share later, but I'm curious to know uh, what you think about that. 844-747-8868. Should America be a Christian nation? And if so, what would that look like? 844-747-8868. Where is that story? Ah, yes. In my fingers, ladies and gentlemen, a story from churchleaders.com. T.D. Jakes. Have you heard of this guy, T.D. Jakes? He is a famous black pastor in the Dallas area. The Potter's House is the name of the church. And Reverend Jakes is under fire because he invited Robert Francis O'Rourke, the fake Mexican, Beto O'Rourke, to speak at the Potter's House. The politician thanked Jakes on Twitter, saying it was an honor to be welcomed into the Potter's House by Bishop T.D. Jakes. Thank you for having me at this morning's service. O'Rourke is currently campaigning to be the next governor of Texas. Now, my issue here is this. Bobby Francis O'Rourke, the fake Mexican, is an extremist on abortion. He believes that women should be able to abort their baby on the baby's birth date. So why is this guy being invited into T.D. Jakes' church unless it's to repent of his sins? Beyond that, Bobby Francis believes that churches should be punished for holding what he considers to be extremist views on marriage and transgenderism. T.D. Jakes has been known for his leftist politics. He supported former President Barack Hussein Obama during that presidential run in 2008. And he described President Joe Biden during a 2021 inaugural address as hopeful and encouraging. In an interview with The Atlantic last year, T.D. Jakes shared his theological stances on abortion and same-sex marriage, and they would be similar to stances held by conservative Southern Baptist preachers, but explained that his differences with them politically is a matter of emphasis. Really? Is that what that is? And and I'm just curious if there are any pastors out there listening to us, but would you allow a pro-abortion candidate to speak from your pulpit. Now, what I find fascinating about all of this, there's been nobody out there in the mainstream media condemning T.D. Jakes for opening up his megachurch to little Bobby Francis. Not a one. But every time a conservative Republican born-again Christian steps into a church house, it becomes a major national news story. Christian nationalism. Where are all the people talking about Christian nationalism here? Where are all the people that are pooping their pants over the fact that there's an American flag in a church house um, in Dallas, Texas, at the Potter's house? Where are all the people raising concern about that? You see, it's all political, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, if you have one of these woke, pronoun-hospitality preachers in the skinny jeans, and they're wearing the face stubble, and they use the five-point sermons, and they're sipping from their, I don't know, pumpkin spice latte – and instead of sitting behind a pulpit, they're sitting they're sitting on this stool with a little round table, like at some sort of a TED talk. Your preacher's a liberal. I just want I hate to break it to you, but if your preacher's not talking about the big issues of the day, and your preacher's out there saying, Well, we all just have to get along, and we have just have to love people to the kingdom. No, that's not scriptural, ladies and gentlemen. That's heresy. And you need to leave that church, or you can try to fix the church, or you can leave the church, but you need to do one or the other, because that's a big problem in this country right now. We've got lily-livered preachers in the pulpits of America, and I hate to say it, but it's true, and that's what's causing most of the problems in our country right now. And maybe one of these days, I will name names, but it's very unfortunate. A lot of them are Southern Baptist, and that's my denomination, and that's embarrassing but it's true. A lot of the mega churches in the area where I live in Memphis, Tennessee, oh my word, you say Republican and they get triggered. I've never seen anything like it. The most important commandment is to love everybody. And to, that's it. Don't be talking about politics. Mm, mm, mm. Now, they'll talk privately about it. As a matter of fact, a lot of these folks, they get up in their pulpits, and they're terrified to talk about anything that will cause offense to somebody. But then I'll get an email. I'll get a message privately. You know, Todd, I wish I really could speak out because I'm with you 1,000%. Well, speak out. Don't be a coward. Speak out. And by the way, I would rather – and this is what gets me about about a lot of the the evangelical Christians – you know, on the Democrat side, these these preachers that are Democrats, they're not hiding the fact they're Democrats. As a matter of fact, they'll bring politicians up in the pulpit every Sunday. I'm not a supporter of that. But all these Christians on the Republican side, they don't want anybody to know that they're a Republican. And that's cowardice. Lily-livered cowardice. Just my opinion. We'll be right back, in America.
7: What impacts you every day?
2: Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee. It's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh
1: yeah. And hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show, Hour Three. Underway as we march to Decision Day across America. Hope you're doing great wherever you are today. want to welcome all of our great listeners on the Nevada Talk Network. We've got about eight or nine stations out there across the great state of Nevada. Our good friend Wyatt Cox, the program director, and doing a terrific job out there. And we want to say hello to all of our Nevada listeners, as well as our friends at WLOB, the Big Lobster in Nevada. Portland, Maine, Ray Richardson country. Uh, By the way, folks, we are now two days away from concluding our Radiothon for Alliance Defending Freedom, and we need your help to raise money so that Alliance Defending Freedom can keep fighting these very important court battles. They don't charge their clients a single penny, and we're doing our part to raise money. You can do that by going to ToddStearns.com and clicking on the Alliance Defending Freedom banner. Well, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line, a great American patriot, the host of an incredible morning show, the number one morning show in the entire state of New Jersey. How do I know that? I just made that up, but I know it's to be true. Harry Hurley, the host at WPG in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Harry, good to have you back with us. Todd, great to be on your program. It is the number 1, right? Can we disagree? You
11: you you never lie to your audience, so you have to be telling <laughs> the truth.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. I have to ask, you're I'm assuming you're a Phillies fan.
11: I am a New York Yankees fan at heart because my father was but Phillies are second in my heart. I've been rooting for them uh, all the way and I would root for them unless they were playing the Yankees as they did in 2009.
1: Is that I'm just curious. I mean, this is a long time since the Phillies have been in the World Series. Uh, what's the uh, what's the mood there in that area of the country?
11: The mood is incredible. And if you even go to Alexa and ask who is going to win the World Series, Alexa has picked the Philadelphia Phillies. Now the Astros are a great team. The Phillies have to go there for the first two games uh, starting tomorrow night. Uh, I like the Phillies' chances because they had to play until the last two games of the season to get in the playoffs. Then they had to play right away. They never had that long break. Got to give the Astros credit because they did have a break and they were able to dispatch their competition. But I like the Phillies' chances. They're, They're hot right now. This Bryce Harper was in the on-deck circle, and he said, let's give him something to remember. And then he stepped up and hit a two-run game-winning home run. Oh, by the way, just to uh, clinch and your, secure your place into the World Series, Phillies are a team to be reckoned with right now.
1: And apparently they're also racist, Harry Hurley, according to Sports Illustrated. uh, They're noting that this World Series will be the first played without U.S.-born black players, uh, marking the first time since 1950. And I suppose I'm asking on behalf of the entire nation, why is this even important? And why is the World Series – why is Sports Illustrated – even concerned that this is an issue.
11: Well, this is one of the reasons why November eighth is going to be a great day in America. Exactly. The president, his closing argument is: if you want extra legroom in a plane and you're willing to pay for that, it's racist. Everything is racist to these lunatics.
1: It's it's true, and and I think again this is a, a, a classic example of critical race theory in practice. You know, they say this stuff hasn't been being taught in our schools. I contend it's been taught for a very long time, and now that's why we're seeing all of this sort of a practicum, a real life practicum of critical race theory. Everything is about race or gender.
11: Well, as a former school board member, I can tell you. They used to do it stealth. They would teach this indoctrination, but it would not be in the actual curriculum for any parent to get to see. Now they came out of hiding. It's in the curriculum. They're in your face with it. Uh, it's, it's remarkable what, what has happened.
1: Harry, I'm, I'm curious to know about um, what's happening in New Jersey as well as Pennsylvania. Uh, just for the ge- the geography, uh, you guys are not terribly far from the, the state line there, so you have a lot of folks uh, that pay close attention to both states and their politics.
11: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm literally sitting right now 40 minutes from Philadelphia. I mean, we're right next door. We share a common border. We're right over the bridge. New Jersey is a short conversation. There are twelve members of the House of Representatives from New Jersey. Used to be more. We actually lost one. Uh, there are only two Republicans right now. But I guarantee here today on the Todd Starn Show, and we'll um, we'll send you a note when uh, when about nine o'clock, ten o'clock. I don't even think they're going to have to wait very long. Tom Kane Jr., the son of the former great two-term governor Tom Kane Sr., who as you know was the co-chair of the 9-11 committee with Lee Hamilton. That's when they really did a committee the right way, a commission. They had a Republican, they had a Democrat, they had equal numbers of each. This uh, January 6th, I know your audience knows, is not a commission. It's a fraud. It's a fakery. Tom Kane Jr. will defeat the incumbent Democrat Tom Malnowski in New Jersey's 7th District. I hereby... Decree it, I guarantee it, on the Todd Starn Show. Tom Kane Jr. lost by 1% back in 2020 in a zombie, all vote by mail election. He will win. Uh, a week from this Tuesday,
1: and and by the way, we had Matt Towery on, and he's uh, an, a terrific pollster on with Hannity all the time. He was on our show, and he actually predicted what you just said as well—that Kane is going to win that New yes. Jersey that New Jersey race. Why yes. is it? What's going on? What's the mood of the electorate there well, in New look it Jersey?
11: Well, put it this way: the twenty twenty was a bad environment. You know, we had the basement Biden candidacy. We had the most intellectually dishonest media of all time. We had all kinds of voter regulations being changed the signature verification taken away didn't have to be dated can come in weeks later i mean the environment could not have been any worse and then just on its face democrats are better at early voting than republicans have been hopefully that's been cleaned up a bit uh, with the early voting go round so so for kane to only lose by one percent in a dark blue state to an incumbent multi-term incumbent under those circumstances I predicted two years ago, Malinowski, enjoy your last term. You're done because I, Tom is a friend of mine. I knew he was going to run again. Left his Senate seat to commit to running for the House, and he's going to win.
1: Harry, I I remember back in 2021, and you you were all over this story. The truck driver uh, Edward Durr, I know, who defeated the the Democrat, the not just any Democrat. He was the Senate President. Uh, and I'm wondering if if that was an early sign of what was to come and what is to come on November the 8th.
11: Yes, and also two other seats in New Jersey that had been Democrat, three seats, one in the Senate and two in the Assembly, lower house, uh, they changed. Uh, there's definitely uh, a Republican mood in New Jersey, and it wasn't all that long ago that there was a majority of Republicans in in the majority of the legislative seats. Uh, it's It's going that way. Republicans will pick up a number of seats next year when the entire state legislature, all 40 Senate seats, all 80 Assembly seats will be open. Republicans are getting closer and closer. They're one election cycle or so away from winning. And then I know you probably covered him. Jack Cittarelli, who's also a a very dear friend of mine. He's been on the
1: show a time or two.
11: I know. He will be the next governor of the state of New Jersey. Believe it or not, in the not-too-distant future, we won't be saying that New Jersey is a blue state.
1: Wow, this is it's it's exciting news, Harry. I mean, we've been we've been talking about this for a long time, and it's it's good to see people starting to rise up and say, you know what, we got to take our country back, and we've got to stop this. And I think a lot of it is due in part to the shutdowns when Harry people got to see what their kids were being exposed to in those public school classrooms.
11: Oh my gosh, when parents got to see the classroom in action, uh, they couldn't believe it. And then, of course, Terry McAuliffe was the gift that we have to always remember him at every major holiday because he should be sent gifts and cards and love. Because when he said parents have no right to have any say in what teachers are teaching their children, that was Governor Glenn Youngkin born that second.
1: That's it. You're absolutely right. Can we please talk about what the heck is going on across the river from oh, you guys? You. I've been waiting. Jesus, I mean, <laughs> I,
11: I, I love my state. You know that. You've been here. You've broadcasted in our state. You've been our keynote speaker at our charity. You know how much I love New Jersey and how much I want to talk about it. I've been waiting to talk about this even more than my own home state. This is a a, a absolute unconditional freak show. You have literally the Philadelphia Inquirer, allegedly a major newspaper, that actually came out publicly, their editors, their editorial page editors, editorial page writers, and all contributors, and they made a statement that they released that collectively, they believe that John Fetterman won that debate. Now, wait a minute. John Fetterman could not conjugate a verb. He couldn't string more than two or three words together. He said, I've always supported fracking, only he's never supported fracking then Toddie had the greatest i got to give the um the, the one debate moderator credit she said well here you, you said you have never supported fracking and you never will support fracking and that's when he said one of my favorite lines of all time when he said i support frank fracking uh, uh i don't i, I don't, don't. I, I do support fracking i support fracking and i stand and i do support fracking that was his answer and this guy thinks he can be one of 100, please.
1: It's it's shocking. And it, the guy makes Joe Biden seem as eloquent as Ronald Reagan. I mean, that's how bad it is. I
11: can't remember, but it's somebody that we both know. It's a national figure. But they said yesterday that John Fetterman makes Joe Biden sound like Winston Churchill.
1: There you go. There you go. It's. I mean, it's that bad. Yep. By the way, this just coming in. Liz oh, Cheney. By the, way, yeah. by
11: the way, Dr. Oz will win. I don't care what you hear, what Democrat poll comes out. Remember, when the Democrats are bragging that they're tied, that's what they're doing right now. It's tied. So We're in a dead heat. You know they're losing because they've been oversampling by about five percent minimum. Uh, and it, I don't know. I know you noticed this. I hope that your audience, which is very very smart, picked up on this. Suddenly, Doctor Oz, during the entire debate, about a hundred times, was referred to as Mister Oz.
1: It's a fair point. If I were Dr. Oz, I would have shown up for that debate in my white doctor's coat. Yeah, I would have, that's what I would have done.
11: Yeah, lab coat with his name, Dr. Oz on it.
1: Bring bring uh, a I mean, bring a medical kit just in case Fetterman went down. Now, <laughs>
11: yeah, now think about this, Todd. We we have to endure and I I respect it. It's I guess it's some kind of EDD, you know, a doctorate for for whatever. We get hit with Dr. Jill Biden she gets introduced as that uh we have to honor that I'm, I'm okay with that you're a doctor i'll call you dr biden but he's mr oz
1: that's it and nobody bats an eyelash about it nope. not a nope. single person it's all good all right harry we're up against the uh the break here so uh, also real quick for governor how's mastriano looking
11: not good not good it it, it should be a republicans to win todd they cooked them out they got them just with satur market saturation level coverage i mean second only to laxalt you know laxalt has faced 90 million dollars of advertising crushing him in a state with three million people and he's going to win i guarantee it he's going to win uh mastriano is not going to win but but oz is
1: all right we we've got you down here uh big races coming up and harry we're going to check in with you between now and especially on election day and uh, this news coming in from michigan liz cheney endorsing uh, Congresswoman Elisa Slotkin, who is a Democrat. This is the first time that Liz Cheney has crossed the aisle to formally throw her support behind a Democrat, according and, to the And Hill.
11: look at Murkowski endorsing a yep. Democrat in the House. They're a disgrace. That's disgrace.
1: It. it is a disgrace. It is. Harry, great work as always. We appreciate you, my friend.
11: An honor to be on the Todd Starn Show. Thank you, my friend.
1: All right. Harry Hurley, everybody. WPG in, uh, Radio in Atlantic City. Got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. Again, a toll-free telephone number. This is The Todd Stern Show.
7: What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact.
1: All right, welcome back, everybody. I love Harry Hurley. Uh, that guy... You know, it's interesting. Um, the folks in Atlantic City, they, they're sort of a love-hate relationship with the folks who live in Philadelphia. And uh, I had some relatives that lived in that area. My grandparents uh, on my mother's side, uh, many, many years ago, uh, my grandfather was uh, an Air Force glider pilot and went on to work for NASA. And uh, then was, uh, was summoned overseas to England, where they lived for a number of years. And uh, he worked on air traffic control systems and things of that nature. So my family is sort of a big Air Force family. Anyway, uh, they came back, settled in the Atlantic City, New Jersey area. And every summertime, all of the uh, folks from Philadelphia would get on the trains and they would travel to Atlantic City and they would basically um, go to the beach. But they would always pack their lunches in shoeboxes. So they would, you know, I, I don't know why. I know I don't know why. They just did. And so they called them shoobies. So whenever, um, whenever you're in Atlantic City in the summertime, especially, and you hear the locals talking about shoobies, they're talking about the folks coming over from Philadelphia. Usually, and, and Grace Baker, this is sort of funny. Um, when I would go down to visit the family, I would take Amtrak down to uh, Philadelphia, and then I would take the train from Philadelphia to um, uh, to Atlantic City, and it would be packed with people. This would be like day, like during a weekday. It would be packed with people. It would be early in the morning, and they're all senior citizens, and they were heading to the casinos in Atlantic City.
12: Hey, man. That early bird gets the worm.
1: They'd have these huge purses, and they were just filled with, I don't know, nickels and dimes. Mm, or, you know, they maybe hit, some other things. They hit the nickel slots down at the Golden Nugget.
12: Oh, that early, was it, senior citizen, like, early bird special. Yeah,
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, I, it is what it. But, you know, but I will say this. I remember as a kid, you know, we would go, we would spend part of the summer back home in Memphis uh, after we moved away. Uh, we'd spend half the summer in Memphis and then the other half of the summer in Atlantic city. Really? Yeah. We'd hang out on the boardwalk and you know, it's a lot of fun.
12: So the Amtrak, I, I don't think I've ever been on the Amtrak. It's, What's the difference between just taking like, I don't know, a regular
1: train. Train? Yeah. yeah I mean, it's a train, uh, you know, okay. it's, it's basically, uh, and it it's sounds basically, fancy. No, it's not fancy. It's <laughs> filthy. It oh. It's Amtrak trains are filthy. <laughs> gotcha. Even first class on Amtrak are horrible.
12: Fair enough. Well, maybe just keep flying Delta then, Todd.
1: I'm just I'm just telling you it's uh, so that's why it's you know the well one time this is kind of funny I was taking Amtrak they shut down the trains I think there was a train collision or something oh no so I had to get back to New York City and the only other option was the the Greyhound bus and it was sort of like I have to imagine the trip from say the border of Texas to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> oh. You're just living in fear of your life.
12: Well, I don't think I've ever ridden. I've, ridden. I've ridden on a bus before, but, you know, I was homeschooled growing up, so, like, I didn't even ride on a school bus. You but, were sheltered. Yeah, I was sheltered. Well, we know Kamala Harris's favorite mode of transportation is school bus. That buses.
1: yellow school bus. She said, Who loves it? She goes, Everybody loves to ride the school bus. Who? Who loves to ride the school bus? Your leadership
2: mayor, thank you for the warm welcome. So, here's the thing who doesn't love a yellow school bus? Right. Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus? Right. Just there's something about the and, and most of us, many of us went to school on the yellow school bus. Right. And it's part of it's part of our, our experience growing up. It's
1: part of, a, you know, a nostalgia and a memory. Those were the most uncomfortable <laughs> buses. Unless it's the magic school With bus the, from the TV the big show. green plastic seats and you can't do anything. It's horrible.
12: Again, I was homeschooled, but I did watch Magic
1: School Bus. Well, I don't think it's the same thing. I don't either. No, it's terrible. That was like a romanticized version of it. Clearly, there's nothing romantic about a yellow school bus. We had a school bus driver back in the day, though. Junior high school. His name was Sarge, and he used to smoke a cigar. Get on the bus, kids. Shut up back there in the back. Now, he's a great American. Sarge. I think he's dead now probably lung cancer. All right, we got to go. This is the Todd Stearns Radio
7: Show. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact.
1: You know, folks, they call it the big lie. Report a false claim over and over, and and soon you, you accept it, it's Perception becomes reality. Well, all this week, our good buddy Eric Bolling on Newsmax is exposing the big lies in the media and how they're destroying America. You can find out the big networks and find find out the big networks pushing big lies about Republicans, Donald Trump, and more. Eric Bowling names names. He even exposes how big media polls are being manipulated. I would encourage you watch Eric Bowling The Balance tonight on Newsmax, eight o'clock Eastern. Millions of people are tuning into Eric and Newsmax for the news they can really trust. I watch it all the time. You can find Newsmax on all major cable systems and streaming platforms. And if they don't carry it, just give them a call and say i want newsmax and by the way don't forget to download the free newsmax app on your smartphone takes just seconds and you can watch newsmax anytime anywhere find out why millions are making the switch to newsmax tonight eric bowling on newsmax all right welcome back everybody good to have you with us i want to go right now to the patriot mobile newsmaker line a good friend of ours from alliance defending freedom matt sharp joins us matt hope you're doing good today
4: Doing great. Thanks for having me,
1: Todd. And of course, uh, Matt, we've got two more days before the Radiothon for Elias Defending Freedom is wrapped up, and uh, we've been encouraging our listeners uh, to take a moment, go to our website, toddstearns.com, and click on that Alliance Defending Freedom banner. And I want to ask you, why is it important for our listeners to support the cause of ADF?
8: With every case
4: ADF takes, whether it's a phone call or demand letter, all the way up to a case that takes years and goes to the U.S. Supreme Court, we don't charge our clients a single penny for our services. And the only way we're able to do that, to take these cases where sometimes we're going up against massive government entities or others with swarms of attorneys, is because of these donations, large and small, that enable enable us to do that, to to defend religious liberty, free speech, parental rights, and other freedoms that help every American.
1: And And again, you guys have been very successful at winning these cases as well, going all the way to the Supreme Court. Uh, We're talking about attorneys who could be working at some of the top law firms in America, but you guys have decided there is something important about the ministry and the mission of Alliance Defending Freedom.
4: That's right. You know, we, we stand for these foundational freedoms. So, for example, we've got cases going on right now with parental rights of parents that are finding out that school officials are so-called socially transitioning their child. This is where these kids are given a new name, pronoun. Sometimes even school officials will bring in clothes for the kids to change into so that they can start identifying as the opposite sex. We've got a a case in Wisconsin on this where a 12-year-old girl was being transitioned without the parents knowing or consenting, and when they were found out about it, they were shocked and confronted the school officials and said, you can't do this, you can't undermine our right." To direct how we raise our daughter and the school officials just blew the parents off and said no we think we know better than you as the parents of what your daughter needs and it's cases like that that we're able to take and defend these families free of charge because we know that a win for those families in wisconsin is a win for families across the country
1: and you know, Matt, I was—I uh, really appreciate and respect the work you guys are doing, especially for biological female athletes. And and I suspect this is going to be a major battleground moving forward. Uh, just a few days ago, we we shared the story on our radio station about a North Carolina volleyball player, uh, a transgender player on an opposing team, spiked the ball in her face, and she suffered injuries. And now that school has says, you know what, we're just going to have to forfeit our games. I mean, it's sad that that female. Female athletes are being punished in this way uh, simply because they're trying to compete and they want to be able to compete with other biological females
4: that's right a lot of this started several years ago we were one of the first groups to represent female athletes these were four young women in connecticut that were talented track and field stars and found themselves losing out to opportunities to championships because of two biological males they were allowed to compete in the female category and these young women between them you know numerous championships. There's only over 15 championships that these two men captured, 16 records that they broke, over 80 instances where a young woman lost a spot on the podium or the chance to advance to the next round of competition because of these two males being allowed to compete. And that's why we've got to stand firm. We've got to push back against this gender ideology that's harming girls, not only taking away their spots on the podium. But as you mentioned, it poses safety risk. And this is one of many stories we've heard of of young women even facing uh, bodily harm of of being hurt on the playing field because of men being allowed to compete.
1: Matt Sharp on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. Matt, what does the money go for?
4: Our money goes to helping represent these individuals. And so it is the, the filing fees, the attorney's time, Everything that we're doing to take these cases to make them as successful as possible and litigate them all the way to the Supreme Court potentially. And that's one of the things that we found again and again and again. People reach out to us and they say, we can't get any help. The ACLU is not helping us. No of these law firms are helping us, and it's only because of generous support from listeners like yours that ADF is able to take these cases, to represent these families, these female athletes, creative professionals, artists, and others that are having their rights violated, their right to free speech or their right to fairness on the playing field violated. And ADF is the only group out there representing these individuals free of charge, taking these cases and litigating them
1: to victory. And, and, folks, again, if just a hundred of our listeners at this – if you just take a moment, a hundred of our listeners right now, you donate $100. We surpass our goal. So we need your help. And all of that money, tax deductible, and if you're a first-time giver to ADF, they have a generous donor who's going to double your amount. So we just need a hundred of you, wherever you are, to go to ToddSterns.com and click on the Alliance Defending Freedom banner – and you'll be able to make that donation. And again, this is such a an important and worthwhile cause. Uh, Matt, we just appreciate the great work you guys are doing out there, and it's an honor to be able to partner alongside of you guys uh, this month as we raise this, this money.
4: Well, we appreciate it, Todd, and we appreciate – So many of your listeners that are supporting the work that we're doing as well, because every dollar that they're giving is helping to secure these victories that, yes, it may be a young woman in Connecticut or parents in Wisconsin, but it could be one of your listeners that happens next, and that's why we're here to represent every one of them.
1: All right. So let's do this here, folks. Uh, 100 of you right now go to Toddstearns.com and you donate $100 to the cause. If you want to give more, that's great. If you can't give $100, you give what you can. We want to do our part to let Alliance Defending Freedom know we have their backs as they're standing up and fighting for these young female athletes, for the Christian bakers and the wedding planners and the photographers all over America. Matt, we're going to leave it there. We wish you the very best and uh, we'll get you back on the air very soon. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Todd. All right. There you go. Matt Sharp. Jeez, Luke, my apologies, folks. This weather is killing the voice here, so I get a little choked up every now and again. Uh, And Grace Baker, uh, thanks for the the assist on the water. All right. We're going to take a quick break here, but before we do, uh, there's been a lot of concern over at Twitter headquarters about uh, Elon Musk, and uh, Musk says he's going to, what, whack about 75% of the workforce. Uh, that means that there's there are a lot of people there that don't need to be there. And people are freaking out about this. Well, it turns out someone literally got access to the building, and they shared a video of what life is really like inside Twitter headquarters. Take a listen to the horrific, horrendous conditions inside Twitter HQ.
13: Welcome to a day in my life as a Twitter employee. So this past week, went to SF for the first time at a Twitter office, badged in. Honestly, took a moment to just soak everything in. What a blessing. Also, started my morning off with an iced matcha from the perch. Then I had a meeting, so quickly scheduled one of these little pods rooms which were so cool they're literally noise canceling took my meeting got ready for a bunch look how delicious this food looks oh my goodness i was so overwhelmed then made my way down to this log cabin area i don't know what this is but it was really cool played some foosball with my friends to kind of unwind a bit um also found this really cool meditation room that i thought was super neat Um, I didn't do any yoga, but they have this yoga room if you are a yogi, so also thought that was really cool. Um, had a couple more meetings in the afternoon, had a ton of projects that we needed to knock out, so hi to my teammates. Um, (laughs) went to the, went to the library to kind of get some more work done, obviously had to have our afternoon coffee, so made some espresso, and then before leaving for the day, had some red wine, um, that's on tap went up to the rooftop and just honestly enjoyed the beautiful weather so awesome trip
1: uh wait
13: what
1: grace baker
12: can we get a meditation room? To no, not?
1: no, we're not getting a meditation room. Oh darn it! What about a? They have red wine on tap.
12: That's insane. That sounds like it would make for. I feel like everyone needs to take use the breathalyzer before driving home. Was that
1: a mocha bar or matcha? I couldn't. I don't matcha know. tea or something. Mocha latte. And they have like these gourmet meals that are just provided to them free of charge. Oh my gosh! No wonder poor Elon Musk is walking in there. He's like, "What the heck is this?" I mean, jeez Louise. I think it's just a
12: little excessive.
1: May I just say, this is Generation Z and the Millennials. You know, I blame
12: the Millennials because they're you, the bosses here.
1: Okay, so you are it's the Millennials. Yes! All right, because I'm telling you, uh, back when I started out in journalism, there was if you wanted coffee, you got like a little styrofoam cup, yeah. and you got this cheap, watery coffee. You're not yes. getting some $10 Starbucks thing.
12: No, no way. I mean, don't get me wrong. Community coffee's good here, but...
1: That's it's our perk.
12: Latte. It's not like a latte machine or anything. But it's makes not like, like a
1: froth or something. Right, yeah. I mean, if you want a froth, you can shake it up or something. I don't, I mean, geez-a-loo. But we don't even have a Chick-fil-A bar here at, the, at no. Surge Media Group.
12: I think I'm going to have to go on strike because clearly you're depriving us, Todd.
1: Do we do yoga here? I saw some no. goats in the backyard. No. So we could do goat yoga.
12: <laughs> oh, gosh. Are, go get Merlot. Let's do downward dog.
1: Are they domestic? What is a downward dog?
12: It's a yoga position.
1: Oh, that, <laughs> I got kicked out of yoga oh, once when I was younger. I it,
12: took it in college. The half anyway.
1: moon turned into a full moon. It was very you know. bad, very inappropriate. So you're talking. So, did the goats have to be domesticated for goat yoga? I mean, you just I would imagine a,
12: so because you start doing the poses and they hop on top of
1: you. You know, the goats are making fun of them. <laughs> okay. right? Do they know that? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know a lot about goat it's psychology, all for the photos. but I'm just saying.
12: It's all for the photographs.
1: So what it, So these people are living in the lap of luxury, and all they're doing is sitting there monitoring all the conservatives saying, oh, got to ban this person, oh, got to ban that person.
12: And see – we now understand when the purges happen, Todd. It's when they've been drinking the red wine for a few hours, and they're like, "Oopsie <laughs> daisy, just deleted a thousand people." <laughs> it's late in the day.
1: Late in the day.
12: <laughs> That's why it happens in the late hours. Well,
1: it could it could very well be. Um, but I have noticed that a lot of companies now have these perks, you know, where they have the wine bars and they have the uh, the massage rooms. And um, matcha tea and all that kind of stuff.
12: Latte machine.
1: People back, at, you know, back when I was back when I was going through the early days of my career, we were satisfied just to get a paycheck.
12: Well, also, did you hear? She's like, "Oh, I reserved like a pod room and was hanging out with, I, I guess, her coworkers and unwinding." I'm like, "Unwinding from what? You, you haven't, haven't gotten wound anything. up yet. Yeah,
1: you haven't gotten wound up." I don't understand. You know what Fox News? May I just say that for the oh, twelve years, no, thirteen years of my of my time at Fox News in that beautiful tower, it was basically a ghetto. I mean, it was the conditions were filthy inside that building, and you know why? Because we were more focused on getting a good product out on the air. They didn't want us to be comfortable, and so then Roger Ailes leaves, and Fox, and and then he passes away. And the new management came in, and we all got emails saying, we're we're, we're renovating the building, and we're going to have two floors dedicated to on-air talent. And so I got an email, and they said, you are hereby summoned to a meeting with the architects and the interior designers. Fancy. And I I, I go up there, and they have mock-ups made of the three or four different office styles you could choose from and it was like do you want carpet do you want hardwood floors what kind of furniture paintings desks okay Okay. what kind of a chair do you want oh it's great so finally we get up there and it's like i mean i've never seen anything like this before but you have you have cereal bars and you like you could they have like these bagels? bagels whatever you want is there for you
12: wow sounds like a resort
1: it was unbelievable I loved it. I had a great view of um, 6th Avenue and 48th Street. So I, had, I could, you could see right there, Radio City Music Hall right out my window.
12: Sounds like some people got a little too comfortable, though.
1: Uh, clearly. But eh, it is what it is. But there you go, Twitter headquarters. So all the kids that are thinking, oh, woe is me. You know, there was a time, and I think this is the problem, is that American kids are a little too soft now. They don't know what it's like to really put in a hard day's work. You know, there was a time when you wanted tea, you got iced tea. You didn't get some sort of a matcha tea. And it didn't cost 30 bucks either. Got to take a break here. 844 747 8868. That's our toll free telephone number. That's 844 747 8868. This is The Todd Stern
7: Show. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives.
1: All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Very happy to have you uh, with us today. And, uh, folks, I'm telling you, the next, uh, the next 13 days, 12, 13 days, it's going to be pretty incredible here as we move towards the midterm elections. And uh, we're going to be bringing a lot of the candidates to you, uh, a lot of the pollsters. We're going to have Matt Towery back. Our friends over at the Trafalgar Group are going to be back with us. And uh, also big, big pundits from all over the America. All right, 844 747 8868. That is our toll free telephone number. That's 844 747 8868. Got this item in uh, earlier today, and we've got the story up on the website. PayPal has decided to reverse itself, Uh, they have reinstated this punishment for users who spread what they would consider to be inaccurate or misleading information. Now, we don't know if they've got somebody on staff that makes that determination, but it's not good if you are a conservative. Anyone who violates the policy gets fined $2,500 per violation. Now, if you you say, well, wait a second, how is that going to work? So PayPal, if you have an account, you know that you have to give them your financial information. So you have a a bank account or you have a credit card or a, a debit card and it's attached to that account. So if they determine that you have violated their policy on misinformation, they'll just they'll just charge you twenty five hundred bucks per violation. Now, a couple of weeks ago, when PayPal originally said they were going to do this, the stock just plunged like 6% in one day, and it's uh, down 55% for the entire year. So what did PayPal do? Well, they apologized, and then they reversed course. Well, now they've reinstated that punishment. So a lot of people are very confused about this. Uh, David Marcus is the former president of PayPal. And he condemned the original fines and said it goes against everything he believes in. Again, a private company now gets to decide to take your money if you say something they disagree with. Folks, if you have a PayPal account, I and also Vimeo, because or Venmo rather, uh, they also own Venmo. So you need to figure out a different way to pay your bills because PayPal is not your friend. And heaven forbid some poor conservative shares something – and PayPal says, oh, that's misinformation. Boom, you owe us 2500 bucks. So if I were you, I would go in there and and I would delete my PayPal account. And I plan on doing mine after the show today. What you need to do first, before you cancel your account, you need to remove all of your credit card information from the PayPal account. All right, uh, folks, we got to get out of here. Hey, ToddSterns.com, check it out. Great stories. We have the PayPal information for you there as well. Be good, America.